The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. Welcome back to Flourish and Fulfilled. So this week kind of saw the integration, I guess, of the Flourish and Fulfilled app. Now I have it in my hot little hands in front of me and I'm just so bloody proud of it. If you followed me for a little while, you will, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I reckon you would probably know the hassle and hardships that I've had with the BOD app and how intense it's been to get it to where it is today. And I just feel like Flourish and Fulfilled, the app itself, has just been such a beautiful growth and natural progression. And so with this app update, we added in the conversation cards that matter and a moon calendar feature. And so like that's all inclusive of the app that we currently have at the moment. But when I look at it, I am just so proud. And one of the big topics that was had this week was in relation to the conversations that matter cards and being able to explore these conversations even further with like your friends and your children. And we've segmented them into like different categories. So like friends and relationships and family or just like a random selection or shuffle. And I find it so amazing when we're able to have these deeper conversations that don't just involve current events or um, other people or gossip or celebrities or whatever that is. And we're actually talking about things that trigger us or life um, examples or whatever it is that the conversation cards bring up. And I just found that so fascinating. And I'm, yeah, I'm really, really, really excited that that's now in the app. So if you haven't gone and checked that out, it's 14 days entirely for free. You can cancel at any time prior to that. But yeah, the Flourish and Fulfilled app is a huge part of this podcast. And I'm so, so, so grateful that it is where it is today. So please go and check it out and let me know in the closed Facebook group how you are enjoying it. Now, today's episode, well, I'm due to get my period at the moment. So the timing of this is just absolutely fantastic. But essentially, today's episode is going to be why some things trigger us, but other things don't in a nutshell. So before we get started, I just want to take a couple of minutes to thank today's episode sponsor, which is my beautiful makeup brand, Lust Minerals, for helping my skin get through this hormonal week. Now, as I mentioned before, if you have followed me for a while, I do feel like I share a lot on my um, day-to-day and my life, and I'm very much an open book. And it wasn't until I hit 30, I'm 33 now, that I started to get breakouts on my chin. And ever since 30 came along, like thanks a lot, I have started to get these acne breakouts either when I'm ovulating or I'm about to get my period. And this is the first time in so long that my skin has actually not broken out. And I really do put it down to the current skin routine that I do have. And I think keeping it simple is 100% a big factor for me. And I do think that in the past, I've tried to overcomplicate it or overcompensate and use too many products or change it too quickly and not actually see what's working for me. So keeping it simple is really important for me and I know that less is more in my case. So what I'm currently doing is using the Gentle Cleanser 
twice. So like the first one kind of like takes off like my makeup or whatever um, is on my skin. And then the second one's a really deep clean. And then the B serum, which is like for brightening your skin tone and being able to like help clear up your skin. And then the moisturizer. So they are essentially my top three skincare products for Lust Minerals. And they are all I am using at the moment. Um, Sometimes I'll add in the AHA, but I'm not doing that religiously. So if I was to give you the recommendation of top three, it would 100% be cleanser, B serum and the moisturizer. Now they have given us a beautiful discount code for the Flourish and Fulfilled listeners, which is just Flourish. And you get $20 off orders over $50. So that's just at lustminerals.com.au. So go and check that out. All right, let's get into today's episode. So why do we potentially see a situation and we could perhaps have our best friend there, our partner there, our mother there, and every single one of us see this situation from a different angle. And perhaps one of us may walk away and be so angry by it. And the other one is indifferent. They don't really care. Or perhaps you walk away and you're so angry at your partner and they're just like, what the fuck happened? Like I'm so confused as to how you're responding or you have an emotional trigger or attachment towards that situation. So simply put, Yes, it is because we have all had different life experiences and a different journey to get us to this point. However, I want to go in with a little bit more um, context and a deeper knowledge in relation to the NLP communication model and why we see a situation differently and why some things trigger the shit out of us and other things don't matter as much. So when we speak or see a situation, we might walk away feeling like, absolute crap. And sometimes it's warranted, but sometimes it's not at all. And it may actually be that we've got some unhealed trauma. And how incredible is that, that we get to have that choice and we get to choose how we see a situation when we actually are able to know and understand why. So let's uncover a little bit further in relation to our brain's filtration system and how unique every single one of us is and how when we see a scenario or a situation or we're absorbing information, how our brain filters that. So there's three separate ways in which our brain will absorb information. We delete, we distort and we generalise and that makes up our internal representation and then our behaviours. So I'm going to give you a little example here of delete, distort and generalise. So let's say, oh, I don't know, I'm going to get a coffee this morning and the lady that comes up to me is called Jane and she gives me her my coffee and she's really grumpy and she kind of pushes the coffee towards me and storms off and that was how she served me. Now, The key piece of information that I have deleted here is that her name's Jane because does my brain need to hold on to that? No. If we were to hold on to every piece of information in every single scenario, we would not even be able to speak because our brain would constantly be processing and absorbing and trying to understand what we've just experienced or gone through. Now, when Jane handed me the coffee and she was a bit funny with me and she pushed it towards me, I automatically went into defensive mode. Jane hates me. I don't know why she hates me. What have I done to her? It must be my hair. She hates my hair. I just got my hair done and she hates my hair. Is that true? 
No, I've entirely distorted what Jane may be going through based on my own internal representation. As I walked away with my coffee, I went, "Mm, Jane hates my hair. Everyone must hate my hair and everyone hates me, right? And I walked away with my coffee. And then from there, I have then reacted in a way where my behaviour reiterates what the experience that I have just been through is. Is any of that based on facts or how the situation actually went down? Is it real? Is it true? And how do I know it is? And there's some really interesting conversations and questions to ask yourself when you have been triggered or you are in a situation where you walk away feeling less than amazing or questioning how a situation went down or you actually can recognise that you're triggered in that situation. So you see, we deleted the fact that her name was called Jane. We distorted the way that she was. Perhaps she had an argument with her partner. Her kids were pissing her off. She was late for work. She has so many other things on her plate. We've distorted every single piece of that information within that scenario and then generalised it based on our internal representation, which then repeatedly puts out our behaviours. So I hope that was broken down as simple as I possibly can. I'm going to just go over this one more time. So you imagine that you cut your brain so, so morbid. And I'm trying to remember that you can't visually see me as I am describing this. So you're looking out through your own eyes at a situation. Every piece of information that is coming in has been deleted, distorted and generalised before it even reaches our brain to then respond with our behaviour based on our internal representation. I hope that that actually is so hard when I'm like trying to describe something as audio only because I literally speak with my hands. Now, our core values are an entire series of unconscious beliefs which make up our internal representation. And so this is why it's so important that we understand what is driving us and what our core values are because If we obviously have a hang up in relation to our hair or that everybody hates us, that is going to result in the distortion and generalization of almost every single interaction and behavior that we do have, right? So our core values and our underlying belief systems are so important of what is going through our brain at any given time, because that is going to be how we filter information and how we distort, generalise and delete to be able to base that on our behaviours. Now, our value system, essentially, I want you to imagine a circle molecule, right, of our value. And the value could be family. And let's say that we have this value system of family. There is hundreds of unconscious beliefs that form that one value. So it's like all these little arrows coming off of the circle to be able to form that one value. And our value systems are usually formed before we're even seven years old. Now, these beliefs don't necessarily have to be positive, They could be anything at all that have formed that key value within our life that has created that to be really, really important. Now, it could actually be a bunch of limiting beliefs. It could be the fact that from the age of zero to seven, you felt abandoned or you perhaps had a rough childhood or however that actually presented for you may actually be a core value, but a negative one. And so, 
when we look at our value systems, there's a, a, a bunch of different ways to be able to break that down even further. And this is why I just love core values and the belief systems and being able to uncover this a little bit further and why I do bash on about this a lot. Because as I mentioned in the opening is that we all see a situation so differently, but the underlying reason we see that situation so differently is because our belief systems or our core values is what actually drives our internal representation, which then enforces our behaviours. So that is the main key reason that we all are triggered by certain um, situations in such a different way. And that's, I guess, why you could have your best friend next to you and she experiences a situation and she walks away being so unfazed by it and you walk away being so traumatized by it. We all delete, distort and generalize information and filter it in a different way based on our own internal representation system. Now, when we're looking at our values, we have our imprint years and they're from the ages of zero to seven. And this is when most of our fundamental core values and belief systems are actually formed. Then we have a modelling period from the ages of 7 to 13. And during that period, we kind of are absorbing our adults, our peers, the people around us a little bit further to reiterate those imprint years of 0 to 7. And then we have a socialisation period of 14 to 21. Now, family, friends, school, major events. So COVID would be a big one for our children who are in that 0 to 7 age bracket at the moment. Their value system will be very interesting for those that are studying this in, say, 15 years because it'll be so amazing to see if fear and sickness and illness is such a big part of that based on the fact that the first, say, three years of their life has been so heavily impacted by major world events like COVID and things like that. Now, it's really incredible when we have looked back over uh, periods during the war and there's been so many studies that have been done in relation to the imprint years and war and uh, different areas to be able to see how people's attachment systems work based on the events that they were going through in the first zero to seven years. So yeah, really, really, really interesting there. Now, values are on an unconscious level. So if I was to say to you, you were triggered during a situation, tell me why you feel that way. If you were like, oh, it's because my core value or my belief system is that I'm not worthy. And you consciously are able to pull that out of a hat without even having any work done or being able to um, go a bit deeper. It's likely, and I'm not saying every time, but it is likely that it's probably not the case. It's probably something that is so deep that you don't know because usually our unconscious belief systems are what form our value hierarchy. Now, often what I see is that women want their value system or value hierarchy to be family first, health second, freedom, money, however that looks as top uh, values. However, we can't choose because it's essentially a series of unconscious beliefs that have been formed to be able to create these values before we're even seven years old. And so a lot of people want to work at the surface level and not so much at the root cause. And it's so much easier to work at the surface level because everyone else is the problem and we're just perfect, right? So when you look at a relationship and you're like, oh, relationships never work out for me. 
It's likely that the issue is actually a deeper internal issue with the belief that a relationship is not a higher core value or being more about the other person than it being about the fact that relationships never work out for me because I don't prioritize them or I don't do any work on myself or I put other people above myself, which therefore impacts it or however that kind of looks. Uh, Another uh, example here could be, I can't be wealthy. Now, there's a lot of limiting beliefs in relation to money or finances, and that's definitely uh, potentially something to look at in relation to like an underlying core value or belief system or value hierarchy of self-sabotage. So, it's, it's really, really interesting when you actually go and do some value work. I know Flourish and Fulfilled, the Find Your Purpose course, we do have some deep dive NLP um, practices to do that. The other option is heading into the Facebook group and there's quite a few live recordings that I do have on that. And there's also a whole podcast. I think I've actually done a whole podcast on uncovering core values. So that's also another one to really look back over to. Now, when we look at projection or we're having a conversation with somebody and they're pushing so much of their belief systems onto you, when we understand what projection is or we understand somebody else's internal representation, it makes it so much easier for us to stop mind reading what they're saying or basing that on our own projection, knowing that this is simply because of their own internal representation or their own traumas or uh, their imprint years or their value system. And we stop taking it so personally and to heart. And it really does change the way that we have interactions with people because we're able to see them for exactly what they're saying without it affecting us or without us being triggered. And the best thing that I think that we can do here is that if we acknowledge in a situation that we are triggered is actually ask yourself first those two questions is, is it true? And how do I know it's true? That is by Byron Katie, the work, right? And so Byron Katie always asks those two questions before you even get started with anything. Is it true? And how do you know it's true? Because when we actually look objectively at a situation, a lot of the time, and I'm talking like 99% of the time, We see a situation from our own projection and our own traumas or internal representation. If you don't believe me, next time you feel triggered, ask yourself, is it true and how do you know it's true? Because I can almost guarantee you'll walk away from this podcast and walk into a situation where you're like, such and such were talking badly about me, right? Do you know it's true? No, because you didn't hear them talking about you. And how do you know it's true? You don't know it's true. So then once you've actually taken that objectively and been able to look in from the outside, you remove any projections or internal representations that you may have towards a situation. So when we're looking at value systems as a whole, we ideally want our values to be a toward goal. Now, what do I mean when I'm talking about a toward goal? So some people are really highly driven away from certain values and others are really highly driven towards a value. Now, I'm going to give you an example of an away from motivation. I don't want to be unhealthy anymore. Based on the fact they have been unhealthy, they may have had huge health issues. That's an away from driver. It's a negative driver. And so what ends up happening is they'll always create 
a health issue, a health concern, a reason or a motivation to be able to drive them towards what they want. So in order for them to feel like they have to get healthy, they have to be unhealthy first. And so that's how the wiring of the brain or the pattern of the brain has been taught is that they have to actually self-sabotage if their value and their main driver is actually an away from driver. We always want a toward value or a toward goal. Otherwise, you'll always have to create that nightmare in order for you to be able to keep going or be um, interested to move towards your goal. Consciously, we may want something, but we unconsciously can be out of alignment with that. And this is where it's really interesting because you may be listening to this and actually be like, that's not me and feel really triggered automatically to be like, that's not me. I don't have an away from driver. And it's interesting because quite often this is with weight loss is that we see that somebody that is trying to lose weight perhaps has that goal, but the away from driver is always that they perhaps have been bullied or there is a huge away from. So they're just about to reach their goal and then they self-sabotage because that's the brain's pattern and the brain's wiring of being able to always reach that goal from not wanting to feel a certain way. So when we clean up any unlimiting beliefs that perhaps are surrounding that value or that goal and push them towards the goal as a healthy driver, as a positive, we find that the goal is easy to be able to smash. Now, consciously, when we want something, but unconsciously it's out of alignment for us, this may look like perhaps it's weight loss again, is that we're losing weight for the sake of our partner. Um, A big one is usually smoking. A lot of people don't want to give up smoking. They are totally okay with smoking, but their partners are not okay with them smoking. So consciously, they're like, I want to please my partner. Unconsciously, they're like, this is so out of alignment because I don't want this. And so the chance of them actually being able to give up smoking is like zero to none because they don't want it. It's out of alignment for them. Now, this is why within all NLP practices, it has to be a do with process. So if somebody else was to book in their partner to um, have NLP or hypnosis in relation to smoking, we actually wouldn't be able to take them on ethically as a client because they don't want that. If they book in and they want that, we can then reflect back and be able to make that process happen. But if it's out of alignment, it will never, ever, ever happen. A lot of values stem from either accepting or rejecting our family or our family's culture or social rules. And so it's really important that when you are looking at values, that there's a high emotional charge and a magnet for that future attraction for the same experiences. Because what will happen is perhaps we have freedom as our highest core value because we were in a very religious upbringing hello, (laughs) Uh, that we're actually moving away from that. And so as soon as we feel trapped, that is the automatic response or emotional charge to be like, I need freedom. And then we're pushing towards, is that an away from or an away to driver? It's an away from, because I never want to feel trapped. And so working through all of that to be able to move that towards a feeling of freedom, because I know how good it feels to be able to make my own choices. Uh, choose the hours that I work, uh, decide what I want to eat, who I want to talk to. The freedom sense becomes a positive and a toward goal or motivator. So I have done that podcast that I mentioned in relation to core values before, and there's a whole process. So I don't want to go too deep in relation to uncovering your core values today, but I do really want to reiterate here that it is so important because 
all of our reactions, responses, the way that we are within a group scenario or our relationship comes from our internal representations. So if we have limiting beliefs that we're not worthy or we're not deserving of these, then they'll be projected out onto others. And that'll always be the underlying take-home message that we have from a scenario, situation, anything that we go into. So how do we know if we have a good self-esteem or we are able to look in a situation and be like, that's actually not our shit. That is a projection on them. That is a situation that I can walk away from and know that that actually had nothing to do with me. I was just there witnessing that and I'll hold space for that person and I don't need to get involved into that. So it's really important here that we do have a healthy self-esteem and know where our flaws are and not beat ourselves up about it, but acknowledge them and be able to trigger ourselves regularly and be able to actually reflect on that and be like, where is this coming from? How can I work through this and how can I be the best version of myself so that I'm able to always level up and grow? Now, the big kicker with self-esteem, which is a fun one, is mirror work. And the first time, I know you're all just like, I'm turning this off now. You are woo-woo as fuck and I'm gone. Just hear me out, I promise. So the first time I ever heard of mirror work, I did exactly that response. I was like, this is so fucked and I don't want to do this and I don't want to sit and look at myself in the mirror. And I think the biggest reason for that was actually because sitting and reflecting on myself was so uncomfortable that being able to uh, make my brain busy was so much easier than actually having to sit and look at myself in the mirror. And so I'm actually going to guide you through a mirror task or tasking now. And if you don't want to do this today, that is totally fine. I would suggest maybe pausing this and coming back to this episode. But what I do suggest doing is setting aside five to 10 minutes to actually sit down and reflect on who you are and really get honest with yourself to be able to level up. So if you are ready, if you've paused it, if you have come back, if you do have five minutes now, if you do have a mirror, I would like you to just get comfortable and sit down in front of the mirror. Now, as you're sitting there, I want you to really notice how you're feeling. And you may be feeling incredibly uncomfortable and you may be noticing perhaps you've got breakouts or perhaps there's some gray hairs or perhaps your skin's not as tight as it used to be. And you might be noticing these negative thought patterns. And so as you sit here, I want you to become uncomfortable and I want you to actually take a minute here and allow yourself to sit with these moments to be able to really sit with these thoughts and to be able to acknowledge what is coming up for you. As you're sitting there looking at yourself in the mirror, I want you to make eye contact and that may be so hard for you right now. However, I'm really hoping that you're able to just sit with me through this and make eye contact with yourself and not let your gaze wander throughout the whole next few questions. So when you're sitting there and you're looking at yourself in the mirror, what is the first thought that pops into your mind? And I want you to really acknowledge that and take a minute to know if they're positive or if they're really negative. And try not to break eye contact while you are doing this. And I really want you just to sit into this at the moment. And Who do you see? Who are you? 
Who are you in your core, not your exterior? And as you sit there and you're making eye contact with yourself and you're not just noticing the physical attributes about yourself, you start to see yourself a little bit deeper. And what do you like about yourself, not only physically, but as a person? And what are some of the attributes that you can see within yourself and your own eyes that do go deeper than just the external? What do you really like about yourself? And if five-year-old you was to see you now, how would she feel about yourself? How do you believe that your closest loved ones feel about you? And I'll ask you that question that we have mentioned throughout the start of this podcast is, is that real? Is that true? And how do you know it's true? And I just want you to sit with this for a few more moments and really sink into this. And I understand how uncomfortable this may be for you because trust me, I've been there with you before. And as you sit there, I want you to really remember the thoughts that came up in the beginning of this exercise. And were they positive? Were they negative? And how do you feel that your loved ones feel about you? And after we get off this episode, I would really love for you to journal everything that kind of did come up for you and what you did notice about sitting there and reflecting upon yourself. And also ask yourself, did you automatically go to physical attributes? Did you go a bit deeper? Were they negative? Were they positive? And I would love, 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 love for you to let me know what did come up for you during this task. Um, And you can post that in the private closed Facebook group. And I'm always in there every single day. And I'd really, really love to get engaged in relation to this task. And if you didn't have time today and you just listened in, please make time to actually do this. It is really eye opening. Um, And even if it feels uncomfortable and you're not really that keen on doing it, please do it because you probably need it more than anybody then. So this episode, particularly the mirror tasking, is a really good one to repeat any time that you are having perhaps any triggering issues or situations that do present or you are feeling like life's a bit icky. Please re-listen to this episode. Remember this one and bookmark it to be able to come back to. So don't ever forget that life is just always an evolution of growing, learning more about yourself, being the best version of yourself and knowing that our desires are just a roadmap to our ultimate happiness. So finding your most aligned connections in all areas of your life to be able to honour your biggest fulfilment and yeah, your biggest desires is so, so, so important. And I hope that you never um, feel unworthy of that. And I hope that this episode is able to uncover that if it is what's coming up for you. So as I mentioned before, I would love to continue this conversation over on the closed Facebook group, which is just Flourish and Fulfilled and on Instagram, Flourish and Fulfilled. Don't forget, guys, you can get $20 off your Lust Mineral skincare. And I just want to say a massive thank you for their sponsorship on today's episode, for making it live. And again, thank you for the download. Until next week, guys, have a beautiful week.